Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Now the Democrats feel they have power, they are moving forward with the For the People Act. H.R. 1. Maybe something you should know about. That when the opportunity comes to control, to assert their power and demand it, they do not do it for the sake of the nation. They do it for the sake of their ideology. Their ideology being far different than the nation. I put forth to you that today's Democratic Party, not necessarily today's Joe Biden voter, the deep, detailed part of the party, don't believe that the Constitution is a document of good and of decency that creates greatness, but rather it is a document of racism and bigotry that has to be torn asunder. Just as we have seen in the conversations of free speech, they don't view that as something that we should strive towards and we should keep safe, but rather something that is destroying us and should be diminished, discontinued, disavowed, and disallowed. Our argument in America is not that we have two visions for what America can be. It's that we have two visions of one about America and one not. And as we watch the conversations take place, we realize this is more and more true, making unity far more difficult. Now, we could still go about engaging conversations about these things, but there's an entire side of the aisle that doesn't want you, me, and we to speak. That is not some kind of uh, the sky is falling chicken little thing. That's not just a statement for, uh, for, the conver- for, for the sake of conversation. That is not being hyperbolic. Utilizing their words to describe them, it is simply factual, which brings us to H.R. 1 for the People Act. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. It's funny, uh, when this came out in 2019, people were like, oh, this has really no chance of becoming law, but this is a whole new Congress and has a whole new chance this series of reforms that would basically in 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 so many words limit speech and push forward the very concepts of voter registration that have no accountability whatsoever Oppose voter oppose voter registration while well, you believe in voter suppression. No, those two things do not go together. I oppose mail-in balloting. I oppose same-day registration. I think systems matter. And they should be defended, and they will be defended, even against the Stacey Abrams types who want to scream voter suppression and bigotry till the cows come home doesn't make it true or real. I want to get into that. Joe Biden is speaking right now, the president speaking. Let's take it to him. Across nearly every faith, the same principles hold. We're all God's children. We should treat each other as we would like to be treated ourselves. And this is time to act, and this time to act because it's what the core values of this nation call us to do. And I believe the vast majority of Americans, Democrats, Republicans, and independents, share these values and want us to act as well. 
We have never fully lived up to the founding principles of this nation, state the obvious, that all people are created equal and have a right to be treated equally throughout their lives. And it's time to act now, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because if we do, we'll all be better off for it. For too long, we've allowed a narrow, cramped view of the promise of this nation to fester. You know, we've, uh, we've bought the view that America is a zero-sum game in many cases. If you succeed, I fail. If you get ahead, I fall behind. If you get the job, I lose mine. Maybe worst of all, if I hold you down, I lift myself up. We've lost sight of what President Kennedy told us when he said, a rising tide lifts all boats. And when we lift each other up, we're all lifted up. You know, and the corollary is true as well. When any one of us is held down, we're all held back. More and more economic studies in recent years have proven this. But I don't think you need economic studies to see the truth. Just imagine if instead of consigning millions of American children to under-resourced schools, we gave each and every three-, four-year-old child a chance to learn, to go to school, not daycare, school, and grow. I got to tell you, I'm not sure what his point is yet. I want to get back to it. But never once has anyone said, you know, that's the American ethos. I do well, so you fail. I rise, so you fall. I do believe in the rising tide lifts all boats. But my success or failure has nothing to do with your success or failure. My success or failure could have to do with my own input and output. My own... A strategy of my own mistakes, possibly even my own dumb luck or bad luck. What President Biden just said there is nonsense pablum. Further proving, <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be speaking. This view of America that, that the progressives has is far different than a view that maybe you and I hold. Let's take it back to Biden and see what else he has to say. Does anyone doubt this whole nation wouldn't be better off? Just imagine if more incredibly creative and innovative, how much more creative and innovative we'd be if this nation uh, held, uh, held the historic black colleges and universities to the same opportunities and minority-serving institutions that had the same funding and resources of public universities to compete for jobs and industries of the future. You know, just ask the first HBCU graduate elected as vice president if that's not true. But to do this, I believe this nation and this government need to change their whole approach to the issue of racial equity. Yes, we need criminal justice reform, but that isn't nearly enough. We need to open the promise of America to every American. And that means we need to make the issue of racial equity not just an issue for any one department of government. It has to be the business of the whole of government. That's why I issued, in one of the first days, my whole government executive order that will, for the first time, advance equity for all throughout our federal policies and institutions. It focuses on the full range of communities who have been long underserved and overlooked. People of color, Americans with disabilities, LGBTQ Americans, religious minorities, rural, urban, suburban communities facing persistent poverty. And I've asked Ambassador Susan Rice to lead the administration's charge through the White House 
of the, and Domestic Policy Council, because I know we'll, she'll see it through. Every White House, every White House component and every agency will be involved in this work because advancing equity has to be everyone's job. Today, I'll be certainly signing an, a, a, an additional package of executive actions to continue this vital work. Housing, for example. Housing is a right in America, and home ownership is an essential tool to wealth creation and to be passed down to, to generations. Today, I'm directing the Department of Housing and Urban Affairs and Urban Development to redress the historical racism in federal housing policies. Today, I'm directing the federal agency to reinvigorate the consultation uh, process with Indian tribes. Respect for tribal sovereignty. Respect for tribal sovereignty. That, of course, President Biden is wrong and housing is not a right. To need, it's not a right. Because if we get into the conversation, and there is no progressive on the face of the planet who can actually uh, engage me on this and be successful. If housing is a right, we can only ask one question. What does that mean? What does that mean? If you make the argument that housing is a right, well, do I get a house like LeBron? Do I get three bedrooms and two bathrooms? Or is the government now going to supply me with a concrete box to which I and my family, regardless of size, live in? And if my family is enough size, it's okay. Another family moves in and another family until, you know, it's housing. Housing is not a right. That is not to say you don't want people not being housed. It is saying that there is no way government can be charged with providing housing. That is not an American ethos. Thus, we prove the point without even having to say a word, just listening to President Biden. A man who, you want to tell me more about he, how he's a moderate? Sure, best of luck. I actually thought maybe he would be the bulwark, the only thing keeping you from a true progressive like Kamala Harris. Nope, he'll do anything, anything he's told to do. Housing is not a right. If housing is a right, government has to provide housing. If government's providing housing, sorry, all you people in Santa Barbara, California, we're having 40 families move in. I hope you like neighbors, Babs. Don't think you're going to have some walled-off community, Oprah. That crap is over. To believe that America should provide housing is to not actually believe in what America is and what freedom is. We're having two very different conversations. And they're not about two different Americas. It's about America and not. And the people who believe in not, they unfortunately are in charge. I'm Tony Katz. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. 
Com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit, and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat, Drink, Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat, Drink, Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. So it's very possible with Pete Buttigieg as your transportation secretary, you'll be taxed by the mile. This is not a new plan, just one that, according to sources, a Buttigieg likes. Tony Katz, that's me. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. This idea is, well, you know, as cars get better gas mileage and as we move towards uh, electric vehicles the very idea that we would have a a gasoline tax doesn't really do us any good because we're not using as much gasoline so we're not able to get the funds necessary is what they're going to say to be able to fix the roads or do whatever it is they say needs to get done so we need to get our money and your job is to give us our money. So you are no longer free to drive about as you see fit. Rather, you will pay for any mile that you drive. It's a pretty ugly proposition. It's a pretty u- ugly proposition because what you're telling people is, if you're rich, you can drive. Because they're not going to get rid of the gasoline tax. There's still going to be a gas tax, just like they'll figure out a tax for this, that, and the other. They're just going to keep adding on to it. So if you've got money, you can take that family trip. If you don't have money, oh, well. It's like if you have money, you can still buy cigarettes. I love when they go down the road. Well, the key here to getting people to stop smoking is to raise uh, the tax on cigarettes. Raising the tax on cigarettes means rich people can still smoke. It's an attack on poor people doesn't matter how many times the American Heart Association says it. I don't mind the American Heart Association. I like them. I've done fundraisers for them. I'd do it again. It's just a bad policy. Stop pushing bad policy. That's all. You're taxing the poor. 
you're saying to the rich, it's okay. When you discuss a tax on soda, what you're saying is it's okay to drink soda if you're rich. Michael Bloomberg said to the people of New York, if you're poor, no soda for you. That's the problem with all these things. And you'll notice how they never once say, you know what, we taxed this, we were able to get the money to do that, and here we are, we're good to go. They never say, okay, we did it, it did its job, we're done, now we're getting rid of the tax. They, no, no, they just tax something else. Proving that taxation is punitive, proving that taxation is theft, you understand that I'm a guy who, who not only favors the reduction of taxes, I would eliminate the income tax altogether and I would abolish the IRS. There are other ways to do this. I do not believe that the income tax should be allowed. We should absolutely, positively repeal the federal income tax. What we did to ourselves in, in, in 1913, in allowing um, the income tax, we are insane. 1913, three things happened. We created the Fed, the Federal Reserve. We uh, engaged the direct election of senators. And then we allowed that representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union according to their respective numbers. That's that's um, Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3, and that brought us to the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. So I didn't say that there couldn't be taxes. That's Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3, representatives and direct taxes, direct taxes. This is tax on income, which makes the government my partner, and I didn't ask for their partnership. I'm not interested. Income is I provide labor for a, a group, a person, a company. They pay me for that labor. Government should not be involved in that at all and in any way. As a matter of fact, not a single bit of good has come from the income tax. The income tax has only created pain and hate and divided us. Well, Tony, if we don't have the income tax, how do we run the country? Maybe we can run with less. I didn't say you could get rid you should or could or had to get rid of all taxes. I didn't say that states could not get involved in taxation. I can then decide which states I live in and which states I don't. Notice I don't live in California. By the way, the best California story is that uh, the, the governor, Gavin Newsom, he has now lifted the restrictions uh, and the stay-at-home orders. Now, you might think, oh, sure, Biden's in power. Now they're lifting the stay-at-home orders. No, this is because uh, there is a recall going on, and they're trying to get enough signatures to recall him uh, from office, right, and get him out as governor because he's just awful, and he's trying to stop that from happening. So now all of a sudden you can go out to a restaurant. No saying whether or not Los Angeles County will actually do this, but this is how desperate he is for his job. What a fool he is. What a failure he is. As a, as a governor. 
Yes, the income tax is unnecessary, and the income tax should be obliterated. You can do taxes in other ways. But this idea of, of a, you know, a pay-as-you-go, a, a, vehicle's mi- a vehicle miles travel tax, VMT. Buttigieg says it should be a replacement for the gas tax. Nothing gets replaced. You can't sell us that. You're not going to replace it. You're not going to replace it at all. It's just going to be an add-on. When have you ever seen a tax go away? When? It, when? 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 When has anyone ever said, hey, you know what? We did this thing. We raised the money. Good job, everybody. All right, that's over. It's it's foolhardy to think that taxes will go away. But, man, do they love to find ways to just add them. This is what's coming. So if you voted, voted for Joe Biden because you just couldn't take any more of that Donald Trump. This is what you got. Unfortunately, we got it too. So, that sucks. percent of Americans are dissatisfied with the United States. Well, when you're told everything's terrible and awful and hateful and bigoted, well, what else would you get? What else what else would you even expect? What else would you expect when you hear this from Joe Biden? Look, in the weeks ahead, I'll be uh, reaffirming the federal government's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and accessibility, building on the work we started in the Obama-Biden administration. That's why I'm rescinding the previous administration's harmful ban on diversity and sensitivity training and abolish the offensive counterfactual 1776 commission. Unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth, not ignorance and lies. 1619 projects still remain? Holy cow. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Is he talking about, like, like critical race theory and anti-racism training? Because that's all bigotry. And that should be fought at the highest levels. As in, people should walk out and not take those classes. Flat out refuse. Fire me. Go ahead. There should be lawsuit on lawsuit. And when they call you bigot... Tell them, and you can quote me, to go to hell. Now, let's be clear about what we're discussing. Bigotry exists. Racism exists. No argument from me. As a matter of fact, as a man who has uh, gotten his fair share, I can wholeheartedly concur. Maybe the things that I get are different than, let's say, something a black man gets. It could be. I don't know. Maybe it's a question of how it's taken. Maybe it's a question of how it's presented. When I get asked, as, as, as I have before, were my ancestors on the Jews for Hitler team, um, I don't know how it can be worse. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but I have a tendency to just, you know, move through these things. But there's a difference between the things said to you 
or said about you, and then things that could keep you from living your life. I will put forth to you that anti-Semitism is real. Known at an early age when I was a kid in middle school and I had pennies thrown at me. Known as a kid in high school when I had swastikas chemically burned into my lawn. I've been aware. I understand. I can't tell you if I've ever been kept from a job because of my religion. I can tell you if that's happening somewhere, not okay, and we should stop that. Meaning that we should not be a society that wants those things. Now, I'm a believer in actual freedom. If someone doesn't want to hire me because I'm Jewish, I think that they shouldn't have to hire me. And then I think I should turn to everybody I know and say, you believe these guys didn't hire me because I'm, I'm Jewish? They didn't hire me because I'm Jewish. And then we don't shop there or we don't, or, or we don't participate there or don't utilize that service, and that's that. Part of the horrors of believing in, in true freedom is that sometimes ugly people get to do ugly things. It's not condoning what they do. It's not supporting what they do, but rather recognizing that they can do it. We utilize, for example, the very concept of the uh, public accommodation. You, you, you have to seat the person. I don't believe that to be true. Why should you? Why is the government telling you who you have to serve? Why don't you serve whomever you want? Now, I don't think that's a good business practice to say we only serve, you know, this group, but you could if you wanted to. You can if you want to. That doesn't mean you should. Those are very different conversations. But as a believer in actual freedom, I believe you should be able to do such a thing. I don't think that the people who say there's racism in the world or in America are wrong. I think the people who believe that America is racist are wrong. And I believe that this idea of diversity and sensitivity training, which involves critical race theory and anti-racism, is the teaching of bigotry and of hate, and we should simply not allow it. That Joe Biden is perpetrating the hate on America, and it's why only 11%, according to the Gallup poll, for all you want to believe polls, are satisfied with the way things are going in the U.S., of course people are unhappy. They're told to be unhappy. As a matter of fact, if they're not unhappy, somebody asks what's wrong with you. Don't you know all the injustice going on? It's as if they teach you to be unhappy. You, If you're not unhappy, if you're not fighting against this or that or the other, how in the world could you be a good and decent person? The 1776 commission was offensive and counterfactual to, to what? A conversation about the actual founding of the, of the nation? The 1619 project is a lie. We know this. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones writing for the New York Times that the country was really founded in 1619 when the first slaves were brought uh, to the new land. None of this is true. You wanna have a conversation about slavery? Let's have a conversation about slavery. Slavery is horrible. 
Slavery is pure evil, and there were founding fathers who were involved in pure evil. And you know what they helped create? An amazing nation with the opportunity to do better. It is a difficult road to put those two things together and find a way to balance them. I recognize the horrors of slavery. I recognize the promise of America in creating a more perfect union and creating better peoples who created a better society and won out white people, quote unquote, didn't all own slaves. And we should be also clear with our history that black people, quote unquote, sold other black people into slavery. I'm sorry if the history lesson is too much for some. I know for fact that while I'm not in the same room with him, producer Ari is cowering in the corner, praying to God I stop this conversation. Mommy. But the conversation must be had. The horrors of slavery are a worthy conversation and discussion as a reminder of never to allow such a thing to happen again. You cannot own another person. And yes, those founders were wrong. But those founders also ensured a system that could get us to where we are. And it cannot be denied. When Frederick Douglass speaks of what to the slave is the 4th of July, it is with power and with strength. When Colin Kaepernick speaks of what to the slave is the 4th of July, he's not a slave. And we could say a lot of things about America, but what we can say is he is not a slave. A man who decided not to take a multi-million dollar contract and yet has multi-million dollar contracts to sell sneakers is not a slave. He might feel like he got a bad gig or got signed a bad contract. But he can quit the contract. Let's be clear about what we're talking about. Racism is real. Anti-Semitism is real. Is it an anti-Semitic nation because they burned swastikas into my lawn when I was a teenager? Of course not. That happened when I was a teenager, and two years ago, they sprayed a swastika onto my synagogue. Now, originally, I would put that in the category of, what a schmuck. Turns out the guy they arrested actually wanted to go after my rabbi. It's a true story. I'm glad that guy's in jail. It's important that guy's in jail. Do I think it's an anti-Semitic nation? Of course not. What's so wrong about teaching about 1776 and the founding of the nation? The founding of the nation is sensational and yet difficult. It is of immense value to the world and yet problematic to many. It is the nation that we have become that should make us feel so good. And yet so many people are miserable. And they're miserable because they're taught to be miserable. There is a belief that people should feel guilt for something that they did not do. That is an irrational position. And one that pits race against race, which I want no part of. I'm supposed to believe that every black person feels the same way? I'm sorry, that's not true. And I know this because not every white person feels the same way, and I know this because not every Jew feels the same way. I only assume not every Christian feels the same way. 
Not every gay person feels the same way. Not every Asian American feels the same way. What are we doing? There's something counterfactual about teaching about the actual founding of the nation? Unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth, not ignorance and lies. That are the words of President Biden, and he is absolutely positively correct. Critical race theory and anti-racism are bigotry, and you're teaching people to hate other people. That is no way to run a country and nothing that should be supported by the leader of the free world. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Bourbon wings and the Super Bowl make a great combination. And here's some good news. Buffalo Wild Wings is offering free wings for America if the Super Bowl goes into overtime. That's right. If the game goes into overtime, patrons can visit participating Buffalo Wild Wings locations in the U.S. or Canada to redeem their six free chicken wings on February 22nd between the hours of 4 and 7 p.m. The offer will be valid for dine-in or in-person takeout, but the odds for this aren't good. BetMGM, the restaurant's gaming partner, predicts only about a 10% chance that America will get free wings this year. For more information on this, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat, Drink, Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat, Drink, Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful, professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com.
So the filibuster doesn't seem to be much of a problem. And Mitch McConnell is saying, sure, Chuck Schumer, no filibuster, no filibuster. Fine, fine. Whatever you want to do, I won't argue it. And when I say no filibuster, I mean no fighting the filibuster or getting rid of it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Yeah, we're still there. The podcast is at Rumble, rumble.com. The reason Cocaine Mitch is just being so easygoing about this is because Senator uh, Kirsten Cinema and Senator Joe Manchin, Arizona and West Virginia respectively, have both said, well, we're not voting against the filibuster. We're, we're not getting rid of What are you, crazy? We are absolutely, positively not getting rid of this. You're out of your head. We're keeping the filibuster. And that's all there is to it. As a matter of fact, uh, Senator Cinema said, I have no open mind to this. I'm, I'm just doing it. I, I, I refuse uh, to, to, to vote. Meanwhile, House and Senate Democrats have introduced legislation to raise uh, the minimum wage from $7.25 to $15 an hour by 2025. And the best is um, the former national press secretary for Bernie Sanders says uh, it should be $25 today. 25? Why not 100? I mean, we're just going to throw numbers out there. Why not? Just throw the numbers out there. It's totally fine. Now, there's a story out of Tacoma that's going to need our attention. Tacoma, Washington is uh, where you had uh, some people on the streets uh, in, I, I guess, hot rodding. I guess that's what you would call it. I don't know. Does that make me sound old? I don't know how to say it. I just, I just feel like I should just, you know, it's, it's something your, 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 your grandpa would say. Hot rodding. Um, they were doing donuts, right? Out there in the middle of the street. So police come. A lot of people were out there. And then what you see is a, a, a police car being surrounded. And then they're banging on the police car. Then they're rocking the police car. And then the police car says, all right, we're going, we're leaving. And some people got run over. The video that you saw was cops running over these innocent protesters. How dare they? And the mayor of Tacoma is apologizing to people. It's like they didn't watch the whole video, which is exactly what happened. If you walk up to a police car, if you surround a police car, if you rock a police car, if you bang on a police car, uh, the cop should rightfully assume that you're trying to hurt them. Just like you would if this happened to you. People surround your car, rocking your car back and forth, banging on your car windows. You would assume that they're trying to hurt you. People who do this should assume that they're going to get run over. They're going to get run over. I don't know why this is a surprise or a shock for anyone. If you do this, there's only one way it's going to work out. What are you apologizing for, Mayor of Tacoma? I think it's Mayor Woodard's. What was going to happen? They're rocking the police car. They're banging on the police car. Then they break a window. Uh, do they try and get the cop out of the car? At what moment can the cop actually protect himself against the mob trying to hurt him? Obviously trying to hurt him. Or is it okay for a group of people to decide, we're going to get together, do donuts in the street, and we don't care about traffic, and we don't care about uh, anything else. We don't care about the laws. Just, uh, you know, 
Screw it. Right? Laws, citizens, cops? F these people. Oh, forget it. What are you worried? Exactly what should the police officer do? People should know they're going to get run over. The cop was not wrong based on the evidence that we have. And it is a maddening proposition that we have put forth. The cop is always bad and can't be trusted. Yet we put more and more restrictions on the police officer. So in situations, the police officer can do less and less, but the angered and the aggrieved citizen can do more and more. I believe in the rights of the citizen. I don't believe in just attacking people willy-nilly. And I don't believe that a cop should be abusive, but also shouldn't be abused. We are allowing for attacks on police officers and saying that if they indeed engage in a very standard procedure of driving away, well, then they're at fault. We can't run people over. Well, then the people have to move. Well, you can't force them to move. So I have to sit there and possibly be harmed. Well, maybe you shouldn't have shown up to the call. Oh, is that what we're going to say? Oh, that's coming. Maybe you shouldn't have shown up to the call. You see, they don't have to say defund the police. They're just going to make it impossible for police to show up. This is Tony Katz today.